It is so important to run your meetings well. You're showcasing your leadership skills and you're moving your project forward. And you've got a lot of other people in the room counting on you to use their time well. And that's why in this episode, I'm going to show you how to run a perfect meeting that gets amazing results. You're listening to the Project Bliss Podcast, where we dive into project management and leadership skills to help you have an amazing career. I'm Lee Espy, project management and career coach with 20 years of experience in project management, working in diverse environments in both the U.S. and abroad. But this podcast is about you and how you can have the most amazing career in project management. This is a career that lets you continue to grow, serve, create, collaborate, and earn a great income while you're doing it. So join me and learn how to level up your career. You may think you know how to run a meeting, but it takes more planning and effort, possibly, than you may be doing right now. I'm going to give you a checklist of activities to do before, during, and after your meeting so you can run a meeting that participants will appreciate and maybe, just maybe, even enjoy. I don't know if you've ever experienced the stress of heading into a meeting that you don't feel quite prepared for, and you know people are counting on you to make sure it's a productive meeting. You know that when you sit down, everybody's going to be looking at you and expecting you to run a stellar meeting. This used to give me so much anxiety, and through the course of running so many multiple meetings and trying to constantly improve I've developed a checklist that I turn to time and time again to make sure that I'm addressing everything I need to do to make sure that I'm running a great meeting. So let's run down what some of those things are to make sure that you are also running a stiller meeting. And we're going to break this down into what you need to do before your meeting, what to do during your meeting, and yes, even what to do after your meeting's over to make sure that you get the value for what you've brought everybody together for. Okay, before your meeting, there are things that you need to do. You're starting to work on the meeting before you even have the meeting. And the very first thing you need to do may surprise you. You need to first decide if you even need to have a meeting. That's right. The reason you're bringing everybody together may not even need a meeting. You might be able to conduct this business over a phone call or a face-to-face chat or even an email. So assess whether or not you need to be bringing everybody together in this room. I have an article that I'll post to in the show notes about common meetings that could be an email instead. And if you're able to do this, you will have saved a lot of people a lot of time and still be able to move your project forward. Okay, so let's say you've decided, yes, this needs to be a meeting. I'm going to bring everybody together. When you sit down to decide what you're going to address in your meeting, first identify your meeting purpose. What is the purpose and the goal of your meeting. You need to know why you're bringing people together. Even if you know how you're going to run the meeting, if you don't clearly identify and identify and share what your meeting purpose is, it makes it hard to plan for a successful meeting. What is it that you want to get out of the meeting? This is going to help you decide what type of meeting you're going to hold and the structure you're going to use and how to get the best results. It's also going to help you create an agenda that will drive you towards reaching that goal. 
That way, when you know what your purpose is, you're planning a great meeting to meet that purpose, but you're also able to share it with others so they can come to that meeting ready to meet that goal with you. Number three, invite the right people. Knowing what you want to get out of the meeting helps you target and invite the right people. There may be key people that you've got to have sitting at the table in order to move forward with your meeting, such as key decision makers or stakeholders. So knowing what you want to get out of the meeting is going to make sure that you're able to target the right people to involve in the meeting. Number four, know what you need. Are you meeting online or in a physical space? Now, at the time of recording, pretty much everybody is meeting remotely and online. And I think that after we get through this pandemic, people will continue to meet online. Before, I used to focus a lot on making sure that your physical room was ready. But it's even more important now that we're meeting online to make sure that you have the technology in place to support remote meetings. So do you have the collaboration tools that you need? Do you have the web meeting tools that you need? Anything else that you need to be able to accomplish your goals for the meeting? Assess what those are. Make sure you know how to use them and everybody has access to them and you'll be much more successful at the time of your meeting. Number five, create an agenda and share it ahead of time. Creating an agenda will help you organize your meeting. It helps you think through what you need to do during the meeting. You can time box each of those activities and you let others know what to expect during the meeting. So it's going to help your meeting run more smoothly and you'll be far more successful. Identify what topics you're going to cover. And also, if you're going to have anybody else speak at your meeting, make sure they know it in advance. Number six, collaborate with co-facilitators in advance. Plan with others who are going to co-facilitate or present during your meeting, and this ensures that everybody's prepared and knows who is doing what during the meeting. I've seen, um, and this is a little bit different than me simply telling you to let others know if they're going to be speaking. It's planning together so that everybody's in alignment on what's needed, the flow of the agenda, and everything that's going to be covered during the session. Number seven, prepare presentations and other materials. Give yourself enough lead time to prepare presentation decks, any other decks that you're going to need for your meeting. Don't wait till the last minute. Give yourself enough time to walk through them and practice so that you're ready when you're presenting in your meeting. Okay, shifting gears, you've done all the groundwork, And now it's the day of your meeting. These are the steps to take during your meeting so that you keep your participants on point and you use everybody's time well. And you will come away with clear action items and next steps for after your meeting. Number one, arrive early to prepare. Now this is true whether you're meeting in a physical room or online. Get there early enough to make sure that all the technology is working, that people can log into the room if it's online, and you can greet participants so everybody's not wondering when it's going to start and if you're going to be there. Number two, start on time. Meetings that waste time are frustrating for everybody. Don't make it worse by starting late. When you're known for starting on time, Others are going to adjust their behavior and arrive on time. If you're known for starting late, people are going to probably start to 
lag a little bit arriving at your meeting and they're going to give themselves some wiggle room because they know you never start on time. So be known as one who starts on time and others will appreciate it and accommodate you. Number three, make introductions if needed. Remember that everybody in the room may not know each other. Take a moment to make introductions. The situation's going to dictate how formal you need to be. You may need everybody to go around the table and introduce themselves, or a more casual approach may be appropriate. Just um, approach it as needed for your particular situation. Number four, use an icebreaker if the situation calls for it. If you've got a new team that needs to build trust and rapport quickly, an icebreaker is a perfect way to do it. They can help team members relax and they'll prompt creativity and they can also help participants build connections that might take more time otherwise. And icebreakers don't have to be complicated. I have a list of 15 easy team building icebreakers that you can use for meetings and I'll drop you a link to that in the show notes. Number five, follow the agenda. Stay on topic and cover the items you've planned. If you start to stray or if people start to go down rabbit holes, you can always point back to the agenda to bring everybody back on point. Number six, check the time. Check the time during the discussion and let others know. If you're spending too much time on one topic, you need a reminder that you need to move on. This is going to help everybody stay focused and productive. It's also going to help you Stay closer to meeting the actual goals of your meeting. Number seven, take notes. Meeting notes serve multiple purposes. They capture a record of what the group covered in the meeting. They ensure everybody is in alignment and you can share them with others who couldn't attend. It can be hard to capture great meeting notes. um, And I've got resources for this that I'll give you links to in the show notes. You don't have to capture every word that is said in the meeting. There are ways to do this more effectively, and I got your back there. Again, I got a link for you. Number eight, capture action items and next steps. If you don't recognize and capture action items from your meeting, nobody's going to take action and complete them. It's helpful for everybody completing action items to give them a target completion date for each item that needs to be done. Get agreement also by the people who have agreed to complete the action items. You're going to be far more successful in ensuring that these things are completed. Number nine, capture decisions. If you don't capture the decisions made in your meeting, it can be as if they didn't happen. Document them and share this information. Number 10, create a parking lot. Participants might bring up topics during your meeting that don't align with your agenda, and they may be important topics that you need to circle back to. So you want to create a space to capture these items so you can follow up on them after the meeting. When somebody brings up an off-topic item, acknowledge it and let them know that you're going to capture it in the parking lot for later follow-up. And then at the end of your meeting, you can read off the parking lot items to make sure that you captured everything. Now, Your meeting's over, you've stayed on point, you've moved through the agenda, and you've accomplished everything in the meeting that you wanted to do, but there's still more to do. After your meeting, you still have a few follow-up items that you need to tend to to ensure that your meeting was productive and you get all the value from it that you intended to. Number one, send out your meeting notes. 
This can be done via email or you may have a common space electronically where you post them, where everybody has access to them. Um, just make sure that everybody knows where those meeting notes are if you're sending them out. And this is especially important if the group made important decisions or conducted critical business. Number two, follow up on those action items. Make sure that those responsible are actually completing the tasks they've committed to. A few days before the due date, send a short note asking about the item status. And often people get busy and they forget the action item or the target due date. So you're doing them a favor. Just give them an advance notice, kind of a heads up. This allows them time to complete the task before the deadline if they haven't gotten to it yet. Assume positive intent and reach out in a positive way. Number three. Follow up on those parking lot items. If you don't follow up on the parking lot items, team members won't trust you in the future to keep your word. They're going to think that you're just putting them aside and you're never going to come back to them again. So take action. Take the actions needed to follow up on those items that you committed to. And that's it. There's a lot there, but doing all these things is going to make sure that you have a super valuable meeting. Maybe you don't need everything. Maybe you don't need an icebreaker. You've got a team that's been working together for a long time and you need to get straight to business because you've got a really short time window. Assess as you move through this list to see what you really need, but most of these items are going to be extremely helpful for you. Meetings use really valuable time. It's critical to know how to run a meeting that's focused and productive. And when you take the time to run meetings well, your peers are going to thank you. Others are going to trust you as someone who understands the value of time and how to use it well. And you'll be seen as a trusted leader and your projects have a far greater chance of success because you're driving them forward. Now, if you found this helpful, you will love my book, Bad Meetings Happen to Good People, How to Run Meetings That Are Effective, Focused, and Produce Results. I not only go into much more detail about all these items, but I go into more even about how to handle challenging situations, challenging people in the meetings, and so much more to make your meetings even far more productive than you imagined. You've been listening to the Project Bliss Podcast with Lee Espy. Thank you for listening. You'll find more information on project management, leadership, and career skills, such as templates, guides, and workbooks on my website at projectbliss.net. And let me know if you have questions or ideas for future topics. Until next time, do good work.